Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Gather around, everybody. Listen up. I got a story to tell. Tell, tell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Rico Lane, and thank you for checking in to the Blessed Money Podcast, where we help you build your relationship with Christ by sharing blessings and testimonies on Bible scriptures that is manifested in everyday people's lives like yourself. If you have ever found a Bible difficult to understand, struggle with your faith, or simply wonder why Christians believe the way that they do, then this podcast is definitely for you. I believe that if we can show you that the Bible is made real in our personal lives today, even though it was written so many years ago by so many different authors, then you just may change the way you view the Bible. It may even spark your curiosity on the Bible or Christ, and I know without a doubt, if you seek Christ, you will find him. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And oh yeah, don't forget, be a blessing and share your testimony. Hey, what's going on, Blessimony family? It's your boy Rico. Checking back in to another Blessimony bonus episode where I ask my guests why they believe in God and why is it important to share your testimony. Last week, I had a powerhouse guest, Chief Master Sergeant Simmons, well-retired Chief Master Sergeant Simmons, and he served 25 years in the Air Force. Not only did he do that, he served at Security Forces, one of the hardest career fields to retire in because you're always deploying, always leaving your family, always on shift working. When everybody else getting holidays off, security has to work. And so I definitely salute Chief Simmons. I definitely love the mentorship he provided on last week where we talked about courageous leadership, talked about how leaders got to care for their people, get back to their people, connect to their people. And man, I love it because that's exactly what type of leader Jesus was. I mean, Jesus was a awesome leader. We're still talking about him to this day. And so some of the tips and some of the nuggets that Chief Simmons was talking about, they are exhibited in Jesus. And so they should be exhibited in us. We should make sure that when people see us, whether that we're dealing with other Christians, whether we're dealing with people who don't believe the same, whether we're dealing with our kids, whether we're dealing with our spouses, whether we're dealing with our employees and employers, they should see Christ in us. And so that goes for leaders as well. And that's why I really appreciated last week just getting that valuable mentorship from somebody who's done it for so long. And so in honor of Chief Simmons, before we get to his reason of why he believe in God and why he feel we should share our testimony, I'm going to talk about a time where I was serving as security forces in Iraq and I almost died. And let me make it clear. It wasn't some heroic Rambo type of stuff. It was something very embarrassing. But you know what? I'm blessed to be able to live to tell the story. And so some of y'all may have heard this. Some of y'all may haven't. And so I figured I'd go ahead in honor of just having somebody on who served their country and, and also just a way to just say thank you and give back to the people that are currently serving their country, currently deployed away from their families. Especially, I want to give a shout out to my brother, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, Justin, serving in the Navy, he has been away for a hot minute, man, and I know his family missing him. And so for in honor of people like that, I figured I'd just kind of share my war story, all right? So 
back many years ago when I was in security forces and just guarding the perimeter, they put us in these towers and the towers are on the outskirts of the base. And so we're our job is to make sure nobody attacked the base, nobody tried to penetrate the base or anything like that. And so this particular day, I'm in there by myself and we had this little equipment bag, right? It, it has all of our... It has all of our night night vision goggles and just different things we need to do our job. And so I'm in the tower and anybody who know me knows I don't deal with reptiles at all. And so I was already having to deal with these little bitty tiny lizards that's, that was everywhere. I mean, you when you're eating your food, they'll literally drop down from the ceiling into your food. And so make a long story short, I'm in there chilling, doing, trying to do my job. And I just start hearing this little rattling coming from my equipment bag. And I'm like, man, what is this noise? So immediately in my mind, I jumped to, man, there's a snake or something behind this bag and I don't mess with snakes. And so what I did was I grabbed this broomstick and I, here I am trying to stay as far back away from this bag as possible. Cause I don't know what's behind it, but the rattling is going crazy. So I'm thinking it's something like like some kind of huge snake or what I don't know what I was thinking but so I'm trying to stay far back from it and lift this heavy bag and move it out the way and so that way I can have room to attack with the broomstick whatever comes off from behind it and so um I didn't tell you this part but it the uh the tower that I was in it was so rag. It was basically like a treehouse on top of a hill or whatever. And so the door, we had to use a nail and 550 cord to keep the door closed. And if you don't know what 550 cord is, the best way to explain it is like shoestring. It's like green shoestrings. And so anyhow, I would take that green shoestring or that 550 cord and wrap it around the nail to keep the door closed. So here I am with all my gear on, about 50 pounds of gear, the flak vest, helmet, the whole nine, right? In the middle of Iraq, should be worrying about the enemy. I'm worried about what in the world is behind this bag. So I've got the broomstick and I'm moving the, trying to move the bag. I finally muscled up enough strength to move the bag. And then this bird, that's right, a bird just shotgun like kamikaze style straight towards me startled me i popped back so my flak vest because of the uh kevlar in it it popped the door wide open and then i went head first almost off of the tower i went sliding right to the edge and so had i went any further i would have fell off the tower head first almost guaranteed to break my neck but thanks to god you know i i stayed on top of the tower or whatever but this bird almost killed me and there were some guys that was kind of like doing some maintenance or something on a light pole or something nearby. And of course, we're in Iraq. And so we're used to being attacked. So they come running up to the tower trying to make sure I'm OK. And I'm like, man, the bird almost took me out. And, you know, I was telling, you know, now I laugh about it. And I was telling my boys at the time, I was like, man, if I would have died by that bird, it was no way y'all could tell my family that I came all the way to Iraq and got taken out by a bird. But yes, to this day, I still get nervous when I'm around birds. Matter of fact, right outside my uh uh, front porch there's a there's like three different bird nests and then uh, one of the birds they've uh, had some baby birds and now every morning they come in they feed the birds but when I come outside on my porch the mama bird shoots down from the nest and land on this tree and just give me this death stare and all I could think about was that time in Iraq where I almost flipped over 
over the tower and and fell and landed head first well anyhow hope y'all enjoyed that you know i have a, a bunch of other funny war stories i have some more serious war stories but i just figured i'd share that just, just to kind of just let people know that when we're out there deployed and we're and, and we're trying to defend our country we're people just like everybody else we got families back at home we uh go through different stressors and stuff and and, and and in reality we really just try to make the best of the situation that we in so if you know somebody who's deployed if you know somebody who's fighting for your country just take time out your day to just give them a thank you let them know that you care about them uh send some prayers up for them and let's just pray that our people make it back safe make it back home safe to their families and so now we're going to transition over to why retired chief master sergeant simmons believe in god we're going to talk uh, he's going to share why he believe in god then he's going to share why it's important to share your testimony so i hope that you find value in it and if you do let me know you know you can head over to anchor if you use anchor to listen to the podcast and you can leave me a voice memo you can head over uh, to whatever uh favorite podcast platform you have especially if you use apple leave your boy a review and the best thing you could do is just share the show with somebody you know, uh, we're trying to spread the word here. We're trying to show people that the Bible manifests in people's lives every day. And so you never know. Somebody's testimony may be the same thing that saves somebody else's lives. It may be the same thing that brings somebody else to Christ. So, again, if you find value in it, the best thing you can do is just share it with somebody else. And then let your boy know as well. That'll just kind of give me the motivation to want to keep going. All right. Well, anyhow, we're going to go ahead and transition over to Chief Simmons. Uh, testimony on why he believe in God and why you should show your testimony. So, so I'll just be quick on these two. Why I believe in God? Because I know God is the reason I'm here. And God has always had my back when I even didn't believe that someone was there for me. I've walked through the fire, the storm, the ice. I've walked through everything. And I know every second that I would not be here. I would not have been saved for him. From, from death, I won't be shaved from danger. I won't. I would not have been anointed to be here for his purpose if it wasn't a God. There's, there's, there's no such thing as this much luck in someone's life. It's just, it's not possible. And I've always felt that there was God, and that, that I always felt that, that, that as a younger kid, maybe I knew, but as, you know, as time went on, I knew. You know, and I knew that that purpose had to be for something bigger than me. And I don't question it. You know, my great grandma used to always say, we used to ask her questions like, how do we know that there's a God? I can't see him. And, you know, oh, man, 80 something year old woman back then, you know, she would she would really lay it down for us. And I just, you know, I just I just know that my purpose in life is to serve something bigger than myself. Way bigger than me. And that's why nothing really, you know, I don't really, I'm not a materialistic person. I don't really do things for money. I, I turn, you know, I, I turned down jobs that was willing to pay me a lot of money. It's, I like to serve and I feel like I'm serving something that's bigger than myself. And it's, and it's not man, you know, and, and I'm serving something that I was put on this, this earth and I was brought this far to do. And, and, and why it's important to uh, share my testimony, because it's simply, you know, um, I learned a long time ago that everyone comes down a road that has not always been freshly paved. You know, not every, no one has just traveled their entire life on freshly paved road. 
But what we will see when we're on a freshly paved road, when we go through a state, you know, if you're doing a cross-country trip, the first thing you do if you've never been in that state is you, you, you equate those roads. But this state has good roads. And you may came from a state just two hours ago that the road may have been bumpy, but it just may have been time for them to pave it. If you would have came through a week later, that would have been a freshly paved road. So your perspective of that state could have been they have good roads. And I just think sometimes when people see the exterior, like people saw they would come into my office and they'll see all of these degrees. They'll see all of these accolades. They'll see all of these accomplishments on my wall. I would be the first person if I caught anybody looking at the stuff on my wall to explain to them where I came from. Like, hey, you see, yeah, I see you. And they'll, if they ask me a question, hey, chief, if I see you went, you got a master's degree. Yeah, but let me also tell you that, that I failed the fourth grade and ninth grade. And I read below a 10th grade reading level when I joined the United States Air Force. And I only passed the ASVAB by one point to even join. And I want them to know that, hey, I had it. I have it just like anybody else. I had to work very hard, you know, and because I want them to let them know right then that you can achieve anything in this office. This isn't because anything was given to me because sometimes people see the fresh paved road and they, and that's why it's important. When I was in uniform, I was very proud to be a command chief in the United States Air Force, one of the senior command chiefs in the Air Force, working for a three-star who I can get on a stage and said, hey, when I was an airman first class, I went through a very bad bout with depression and I tried to kill myself. I had no problem standing on the stage and saying that because there's an airman out there who's probably feeling that way in that audience of 800 people and think that there is no out to, to, the, to the situation that they're in. Hey, I was a mill-to-mill family and my wife and I were A1Cs and we were poor as I don't know what. We couldn't get any credit. I, I will have those appropriate conversations with people because it's important for people to know that my fresh paved road that you see today started with a dirt road with potholes. Yeah, that's good. You know, so that's that, that's just how I explain it to people. But I, I mean, man, I, I really thank you for this. And I and I, I really thank God for men like you, because, you know, in the, in the Air Force, what I've come across in 25 years is that we as men, especially men, are afraid to put the reality of why we are here in, in the forefront in the military. And we don't talk. I have circles of friends and we sometimes get afraid to talk about being faithful. We get afraid to talk about our struggles. We get afraid to talk about how God has influenced our life. And, and, and just like you talked about, again, I like to sit down with anyone of any religion and have conversations and walk away with something that I have learned. So I appreciate you being a man of God and being a man of faith and being a man who is willing to, um, as an active duty airman, and and uh, to to take this on and not to be afraid because I'll just tell you I met another officer in the Air Force who's a one star who has a podcast similar to yours who somebody came at him came at him in the media about saying that he can't be a leader and he's prophesizing that's not what he's doing he has to, he can be that person he's not that's not what he's doing on base right and I just think sometimes we get that we get that twisted there's nothing wrong with. Um, and I think sometimes we are willing, we're, we're too willing to put our faith in our back pocket. Yeah. And honestly, I got to a point in my life where I'm gonna bear my cross every day. And so I went through the, the proper, you know, legal routes of making sure my boss knew what I was doing and got legal sign off and, 
And so, uh, but I also got, I made a decision where it was like, if I have to choose my religion over my career, then I got to, you know, I, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to be fearless. And, and I'm, I'm just going to trust that God got me. And so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, you know, God, Jesus tells me we'll be persecuted in this world. So I am a little, I'm grateful that I've had supervisors and I, I've been in a position where they allowed me to do what I'm doing. But honestly, yeah, that, that, that could be scary if I, if they were like, well, Hey, you can't, share your faith the way you do but in reality uh it actually was the opposite for me you know uh, i started you know ocf is uh, officer christian fellowship uh, and that's a uh military fellowship for officers and so the chaplain has been really good about letting me do what i do with this and merge it into ocf and kind of mentor other people so i've been fortunate that way awesome no, that's good stuff, sir. I really appreciate the time. And uh, I know this is a trying time that we're in. But again, I told my, my wife and I are super faithful and, and like we are. This is, you know, we would not have kept our kids in Alabama if we didn't think that this will pass. You know, so not to mean, not not to say that we ain't taking precautions, but, <laughs> you know, I'm not going outside to the restaurant tonight as much as I would want to. But. Um, but no, I just, I just tell you to, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of the people in your, in your circle and outside of your circle. And, and, um, this will pass, pass, pass. Thanks again for joining us on the Blessed Money podcast. Make sure to visit our website, blessedmoney.com or download the Blessed Money app where you can continue the conversation from this podcast by sharing your thoughts and testimonies on the scripture. You can fellowship with other Christians or check out the Blessed Money blog. Oh, and I almost forgot, if you found any value in this show, we'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes, Spotify, or on the platform you use to listen to the show. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about us, that would be a huge blessing. Until next time, peace, peace.